Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Royals podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. So... We have a bit of a different outcome this evening. We're talking about a 3-2 defeat to Coventry. So our first defeat of the season, which is obviously a bit disappointing. So perfect time to be joined by a new podcast member. Welcome, Pippa. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being on. And we're also joined by Alex. Hey, Eric. I, I, we really should have just stuck with the winning formula. Just Paul hosting every single show while we win, right? <laughs> As soon as, you're, as soon as you're back, the uh, the the unbeaten run ends. Yeah, I, th- I think I'll, I'll never be invited to host another podcast after this. So let's make sure it's a good one. But I mean, in terms of um, trying to review, I think there's no need to panic, right? We we lost a Coventry bad day at the office. We'll dissect it in a little bit more detail as we go, um, and and talk about the upcoming games. But we've been very positive on this podcast in the last few weeks for obvious reasons. We've had a couple of really good, uh, well, a really good run of results. Um, and today, that result, that run has come to an end. So, first of all, Alex, what, what did you think of the game, sort of overall, in a, in a short summary? I mean, overall, I don't, as you say, I don't think it's really a need to panic. And I think it's it's just one of those nights where the ball didn't really fall for us. We didn't really, you know, we didn't really have necessarily the rub of the green. Uh, we didn't play well. I will definitely agree with that um, and I'm sure that's probably a fairly popular opinion among running fans we did not play well tonight but I don't think it's a need to panic and uh, inevitably you are going to lose games throughout the season and it's just one of those things um, and I'm sure we'll go into more detail I'm sure about like certain players performances but I think injuries are really hurting us at the minute and it's uh, the quick turnaround from Tuesday to Friday night is is probably quite a difficult one and combine that with the injuries and it's it's probably maybe not maybe not as shocking as uh as potentially people are gonna jump to that conclusion yeah i mean before the game i think we were all quite positive coventry had only won one game all season the, the one change that we made was aluko coming in for yakumate so what did you think ahead of the game people were you quite confident and what did you think of the change I don't know. I think that coming into this game, we were always like the favourites. We were always set to get a good result and it was somewhat billed as like an easy game. I mean, there's never an easy game, but it was like an easy game and we were expected to win. Whereas Coventry came in with sort of no pressure on them, just, you know, go in and get the result that you can get. And so I think, especially being on Sky as well, it's always going to be one of those games where... 
the pressure's on us to perform rather than Coventry to get a result. So I think it's one of those games that's always a bit like iffy when we go into it. Yeah, we, we do always seem to play badly on Sky for some reason. It's like there's mm. some sort of Sky curse. And actually watching the, the lead up on, on Sky, they were very complimentary. I thought someone had told Sky that we were Leeds United for a minute. <laughs> um, but Alex, what did you think of Aluko coming in yeah, for, surprising. for Ajaria? Um, I mean, it was for, for, uh, for a Mate, right? Not for Ajaria. But for Mate, apologies. Yeah, for, um, I mean, it probably was the expected change if Mate was injured. I don't necessarily think he had a particularly fantastic game today, Aluko. I think he was pretty ineffective. Um, mm. uh, it's difficult because I don't really think there's much depth left behind them. Uh, so it's it, where do you go? What like what's the like what's the solution without playing Aluko then? Um, unless you're going to like suddenly throw Nevers uh, like Tierra Nevers in, who's not played at all this season, or you're going to try push Gas out wide or something. It's like it, it, I think you kind of just got to accept that Luco was going to Luco was going to come in, and unfortunately, he didn't have his best game today. Yeah, I think certainly um, a fairly quiet opening to the game up until about 20 minutes, and then on 20 minutes we have a huge chance for Lucas Zhao. Well, what did you think of the chance, Pippa? Should he have scored? I think. From my point of view, he missed a sitter. I think that's a, a chance he should be scoring from, to be honest. Yeah, what did you think went wrong? Heavy touch? Yeah, probably a heavy touch. I just don't think he looked comfortable on the ball. And I don't know whether he's, you know, he's hit it too hard or whatever, but he just didn't seem, I don't know, ready for it. And he's just, he's just tanked it, to be honest. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. And I think that, that might have been a bit of a turning point in the first half, Alex. Two minutes later, uh, Hamer pops up with a goal. They break down the left-hand side and talk us through the goal. Is there anything we could have done differently to stop that, Alex? Um, potentially, I think there's a, a couple of issues with the goal defensively. Um, you see that Laurent kind of gets dragged into, into the box and... Um, He's kind of out of position for the goal. I don't. It, we the the commentary uh, on Sky mentioned it. That there's not really anybody in in the kind of central area just outside the box as that shot's taken by um, Hamer. It's a really good finish by Hamer. Um, I don't think Raphael can really do anything about it. It's come at him, and he's seen it very late because it's come straight through Moore's legs. And um, at first, to be honest, I thought it got a deflection. That's that's how well he hit it. Uh, but it's. Yeah, it's one of those goals where, unfortunately, I think we've been dragged out of position a little too easily because players have kind of jumped towards the ball once it's come into the area and it's it's rolled out to a player who's basically got a lot of space on the edge of the area. And it, it kind of reminds me of a few of our goals which we conceded last year when the ball's dropped to the player on the edge of the area and they've just kind of found themselves in a load of space. Mm. Yeah, we didn't really create much in terms of chances towards the end of the first half. And we, we came in at half-time at 1-0 at down. And I, I still felt reasonably confident that we could get back into the game. I don't know, what, what were you feeling at half-time, Pip? I don't know. I think that maybe it, it seemed a little bit like we were tired in a 
sense. So I don't know if that's coming from playing Blackburn away to then coming in Logic. And then obviously going in a goal down is always going to have an effect on the team. So I don't know. I just, I, I felt in terms of the team, it was maybe a bit tired, but that wasn't necessarily going to be the end result. We've obviously, so far this season, we tend to be a bit better in the second half anyway. So you kind of go into it with a, you know, that blind hope that we're going to be better than we were in the first half, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good point about being uh, better in the second half, typically. I mean, no, that's mm -hmm. true. And I think it, it took us a little while in the second half as well to get going. And um, I think up until the sort of hour mark, and then we really sort of turned it on. We, we had a, a chance from Joao, nearly got a, a header, really good piece of defending from Coventry. But then a couple of minutes later, Lucas Joao gets a ball from, from Laurent, Alex, and yeah, talk us through the magic. I mean, he does what he does, doesn't he? The guy scores goals, and uh, this is probably one of his better goals this season, I think. He's, he's picked it up, what, 20 yards out, 25 yards out, maybe. He's turned turned the player and basically just drilled it into the bottom corner. The keeper has no chance from from the shot, and uh, it, 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 I think it was going to take a really good goal like that to get us back into the game. Coventry were not giving up that many you know, high quality chances. I, we had a lot of chances which were shot from outside the area, which were run down or blocked down. But um, it didn't feel like we were creating a lot of, you know, really close close chances to the goal um, during the game. So it, it, I think it was going to take something special for us to get back into the game. And, you know, Lucas Shower's got that kind of quality, which means that you're able to, you're able to kind of like, not rely on it, but you're able to, um count on him pulling some magic out every so often and you know he, he if we'd held on for a draw um you you would have said it's a it's a goal which is definitely worthy of a point so uh it's um, unfortunate that it's going to kind of be uh, i guess forgotten about because it was a really good finish yeah yeah i think ultimately that goal it, it might, might be a little bit forgotten which is a shame because it's Definitely up there. It's not quite up there. We've made to Rotherham, but still a very, very good finish from outside the box. But yeah. after the goal, I, I personally was thinking that we would really kind of get at Coventry and their heads would drop slightly. But quite the opposite, Pip. Coventry really came out after our equaliser and, and went actually went ahead, uh, went 2-1 up. Yeah, they did. And I mean, they sort of, they really gave it a go. There was a, a certain level of fight from them that, I don't know whether we necessarily expected that to happen. I think, as I said before, we kind of went into the game thinking, you know, this is a winnable game. It's probably something that we should be winning. And and when they came out and they went 2-1 up from a goal that was definitely onside, um, I just think that it kind of shocked us a little bit to think, actually, these guys are well in this game. And it's it's something that we've got to go against um, to get to, you know, to get that equaliser. I mean, yeah. talking, talking of the, like, you know, how, how much they the Coventry side were up for it. They were very physical today. I thought. Um, yeah, yeah agreed. I mean, they they had they had four. I mean, they had four yellow cards from outfield players. Plus the goalkeeper got booked time wasting right on. It's it's you know it's it's rare that you see a team pick up five yellow cards. And mm. um, it's I wouldn't say they were necessarily a dirty side particularly, but they they were very uh, I guess very tactical in the way that they were playing the game. They you know, there was a small circle here and a, you know, a slightly late challenge there. And 
they I think they, they did very well in terms of managing the game commentary um, and, and kind of just slowing the game down enough that when they had their chances um, and as Pip said it, the, the chance was like you know a, a pretty long range effort again I think we've been completely caught out from the corner it's that kind of quick corner yeah. and Reading, the, Reading just weren't ready for it whatsoever. Um, you know, Ra- Raphael's save is the save is okay, but he's pushed it back out into mm-hmm. what is a fairly dangerous area. Um, yeah, and Gonan's got a you know, it's a good finish, but it's a pretty easy chance in reality, isn't it? So, yeah, and and obviously we will yeah. talk about the the third goal as well. Before the second goal, Pip, do you think Raphael could have done better? Perhaps tip it around the post, or do you think it was quite a good shot? I mean, it's a, it's a strong shot towards him, but he kind of pushes that ball back into no man's land. And, the you know, it's only coming back one way and that's towards goal. So I think he's kind of done himself a disservice there by putting it into a position where it can be fired straight back home. And um, do I think he could have done better? Probably. But, but it, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? He probably... He should have tipped it around the post rather than putting it straight back into sort of Yeah, I think the defenders perhaps have to take some of the blame as well. For, for not yeah, absolutely. I, think, I mean, I think the defenders are never going to get there. Though. Once, once, once they've been surprised by the corner, they've rushed out to try yeah. and get get out to the ball and the ball's gone straight back past them again. And, you know, they've it, it's similar to the first goal. They've all kind of ball chased and yeah, they're caught out of position when the mm-hmm. ball disappears from underneath their feet. And from, yeah. from 2-1 down, it really started unravelling a little bit. So first we have an injury to, to Liam Moore and he gets replaced by Tom McIntyre. Um, we also see Pushkas replacing Elise. Um, mm-hmm. were, were you surprised by either of those subs, Pip? First of all, McIntyre being picked ahead of Gibson and also um, uh, Elise being taken off rather than perhaps Aluko. What did you think? I mean... Anyone that knows me knows I'm probably not that keen on a Luco. I'm, I'm not his biggest fan, <laughs> I'll be honest. So um, the fact that he's left on and Elise, who's been absolutely bossing it the last few games, is taken off, is always going to be a surprise to people. Um, more coming off, I'm not surprised with it. I mean, if he's hurt, he's, he's got to come off. But I don't know too much about McIntyre and Gibson. All I know is that obviously McIntyre is in that squad, so he he's more likely to come on. He's been on before in games. But, yeah, I mean, coming from my personal opinion, Aluko's not my favourite, so I'd probably have had him off, but that's that's just my opinion. Also didn't think he had the best oh, game. Yeah. No, he, he didn't seem to make an impact... I mean, don't get me wrong, he's been he has been instrumental in some of the, the wins we've had. He's played really good games. Um, but today he just seemed to be sort of, you know, just average. No, nothing really stood out from him for me personally yeah, when I mean, it came to him. Yeah. From from my point of view of Luca today, a lot of the especially during the first half, a lot of the problem um, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of the problems that we had in the first half were due to him. Um, and Semedo basically trying to play the same position, it felt like. Yeah. Uh, Aluko drifted in wide quite a lot, and Estevez ended up pushing forwards to try and push into that kind of, you know, right wing role. Uh, and it left us somewhat kind of like, maybe not exposed at the back, but it just left us 
with less less men at the back, um, which, you know, I think, to be honest, it kind of showed how much we missed Benito, um, mm-hmm. because the it felt like Zhao was almost isolated up front on his own with Aluko never really looked like a second striker, but at the same time, he never really looked like a winger today either. Uh, well, yeah, probably... he, sort of, he sort of looked a bit lost, didn't he? He didn't really fit a position that we, we've sort of had. We definitely missed Mite today. I'd say yeah. it's probably his weakest performance of the season so far from Aluko. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's not... Um, uh, I don't want to jump on and bash Aluko particularly because I'm sure there's plenty of people out there like Pe- like Pepe who will do it for me. But um, <laughs> I think it's it's one of those it's one of those performances where I think a lot of the fans are going to watch it and say, why has he stayed on the pitch over Elise, who's, you know, realistically probably one of our better players going forwards at the minute and one of our more creative players. Yeah, um, So, it, yeah, it's definitely a surprise that Aluko came off and um, Aluko stayed on, sorry, and, and Elise came off. Um, yeah. that's, that's a surprising one. And then a few minutes later, 84 minutes, uh, their right wing back, McCallum, gets the ball from... Um, an eternity away <laughs> from the goal by the, by the looks of things. He strikes it, strikes it hard, but Raphael seems to kind of dive out of the way of it. What, what do we think of that last goal, Pip? Oh, I mean, should he be saving that? That's, that's my thought. Should he be saving that? And watching that goal back... And it, he almost, I mean, I don't know if I've, I've seen it different to everyone else, but he almost seems to punch out into his own net. Like, I, I don't know what he's done there, but to me, that's a goal that should be being saved. I think if you, if you ask Raphael himself, he'd want that back, Alex. What do you think? Um, yeah, definitely. He, I mean, he pretty much holds his hand up as soon as the ball goes in, right? It's, uh, it's one of those things where it's nine times out of ten, you'd expect him to save it fairly comfortably. Um Although, given how the second goal went in, perhaps he would have just pushed it straight back out towards the six-yard box. But um, yeah, I think nine times out of ten, he should he should be saving that fairly comfortably. Um, he pretty much held his hands up straight away afterwards, and you know yeah. took the blame on that one. And I think at three-one, you're pretty much you know the game's pretty much over by that point. Um, it's always going to be a struggle. I don't I don't really think you can particularly. I mean I. I've seen a couple of comments which people have said, oh, we've allowed them to shoot. But if you're allowing players to shoot, you know, from a, a right back, allowing them to shoot from 25, 30 yards out, like, is that really a bad thing? I, I would rather they shot from 30 yards out than, than you know, <laughs> crossing yeah. the ball in, crossing the ball in towards a striker and, and having a striker try and get ahead on it. So I think it's just, yeah, it's one of those ones where you just kind of got to look at Raphael and say, if that's just one you've got to save, unfortunately. And I think we, we talked about it on the last pod. Raphael has been really good this season. So I think along with the team, it was just a bad day at the office all round. I think one slight positive, we had George Pushkas came on and he gets another goal pip. Yeah, it was, it was a good goal as well. He looked, he looked dangerous when he came on. And to score from sort of, maybe not the angle he did, but from the position that he did, it, it was a good goal. It was a good finish. And I guess it, it leads him on to potentially the next game if he's if he's starting or if he's brought on, he's got that confidence behind him to, you know, go ahead and say, yep, scored next game. What can I do this one? Yeah, it's just a little bit too late, unfortunately, for, for yeah. push guess, and a little bit too late for, for us. And I think we've, we've summed it up, you know, quite a bad day at the office, really. But mm. 
Um, we have a couple of games. I mean, the one positive as well, you'd say, is we have a, an extra day of rest because we played on a Friday night. We have two more games uh, before the international break. We have Preston at home, followed by Stoke at home uh, the following Saturday. So out of those two games, Alex, what, what do we think? I think it would be um, a couple of tough tests. Yeah, um, I mean, Preston are, are mid-table at the minute and, and Stoke are only just above them as well. Preston are doing all right from what I can tell away from home I think they've they've won every game apart from one so far and and Stoker they've only conceded twice away from home as well and I think both of their goals they conceded were against Swansea uh, last weekend away from home so neither game is going to be particularly easy uh, so I would you know hope that anybody expecting this to get six points is maybe taking a bit of reality check after tonight uh, I, I, I think if we can get if we can get three points, I think I'll be relatively happy. What about you? Yeah. What, how, you how think, many are you thinking? What do you think? Yeah, I, I was going to say three out of six would be would be okay. But what do you think is acceptable, Pip? Are the next six points available? I mean, if you'd have asked me before tonight, I'd be expecting I don't know three, four points probably. I yeah. think I think we've got a good squad. They're playing under under the manager. They're they're you know, they're, they're a better squad in terms of resilience that we've seen for a while. Yeah. Um, after tonight, I guess it's all about bounce back, isn't it? So you'd hope that they'd go into the next game with at least a draw or a win and then yeah. go from there. So I'd, I'd still say probably three points, if not four. I mean, we need to be up and around there to keep our, I mean, we're still, what, six points clear at the moment? Yeah. Going into tomorrow's game, obviously they need to play, but I think we need to try and keep that keep that gap and if we can get three or four points in the next couple of games we'll be laughing yeah and i think another thing to keep an eye on is just the injury situation right so obviously mm. we've got Liam Moore out we've got ajaria swift year dom um quite a, yeah. a lengthy list now so who do we think um we're will miss the most or who do you think is most important that they come back into the team uh i'll ask you pip first to be honest, I think, and this is no disrespect to Swift at all, I think we've been all right without Swift. I think we've we've looked pretty decent. I think Liam Moore's a bit of a a bit of a hit because you know it's been solid at the back. Our defense before the season had only what is it two goals, three goals we can you know conceded, and yeah. um, we've been, we've been looking solid. So I think Liam Moore at the back's a, a pretty big hit, um, but. I mean, you always want your playmakers back. You want the Ajaris, you want your Swifts back. So I think, yeah, I think I think it's going to be a hit, but we've seemed to power through so far. So hopefully we can continue that and Liam Moore gets back as quick as he can and, and the others and we go from there. How about you, Alex? Yeah, I think I'd go in a different direction. I think Mato is probably our biggest miss at the minute. Um, I don't think Ajari has had a fantastic season so far. Um, don't get me wrong, he's still playing quite well, but I don't think he's necessarily on the form he was, uh, you know, at, at points last season. Um, Mate and Zhao have built up a connection so far this season, which is very good. And I think not only do we suffer, but I think Zhao's game slightly suffers as well. I think, although he scored tonight, he maybe wasn't as effective as he has been in some other games. And uh, if we can get Mate playing back on that right-hand side, I think that's probably going to be a, a big boost to us because the other positions, I think we can kind of just about cover with enough depth. I mean, at least they can play out on the left and replace Ajaria. And 
I mean, McIntyre should be able to replace more. Yeah, it's going to be a step down, but I would hope that you, you're still able to kind of see McIntyre come in and, and play a reasonable game. And I'm not like entirely confident that he's going to be at the same level as Liam Moore this season, but you would hope that he would be able to kind of come in and, and play a reasonable enough game that it's not going to feel too much of a, an issue. Um, so, yeah, I think it's key that we get Mate back. I'm really hoping he's back for next week, uh, the midweek game. If not, then it's difficult to see kind of, it's difficult to see what we're going to do in terms of changes next week if we don't, uh, you know, if, if, if we don't have Mate back because there's just not really any options out there for, for Panovic to change the, change the squad and change the system up. Hopefully, Jari is back as well. Yeah. If it was just a precautionary yeah, thing, yeah. I have some options there. But uh, yeah, I'll split the. I think I think Liam Moore for me, um, just because of the defensive stability that we had up until the last couple of games. I think it's important to get that stable base back. But hopefully, there'll be good news, and we'll have all three back. So I think we'll be back as well um, early next week for a preview pod ahead uh, of the Preston game. And thank you very much, Alex and Pippa, for joining us. And we will speak to you all next week. Come on, you ours.